What's going on, guys? Another episode of the Four Quarters Podcast, and we are brought to you by Cesspool Network, a network of podcasts about topics including music, television, movies, the pros and cons of things, and style, and of course, this NBA basketball podcast. Keep it locked. My favorite series thus far has to be Golden State in Houston. Golden State is going to continue to play like Golden State, and there's nothing you can really do about it. I think that the Rockets have to continue to guard the three-point line as best they can, continue to put pressure on Curry, play physical with these guys. I mean, we've already seen Curry dislocate his finger, and that's an image I cannot get out of my head. We've seen a lot of physicality in this series, which is somewhat surprising to me because I don't think Golden State likes to be knocked around early in Curry's career. People would would get physical with him and he kind of would shy away from that and kind of throw him off. He's a different player now. He comes more into the paint. He kind of accepts the contact. He doesn't let it bother him too much. This series, like I said, we've seen guys go down, man. I mean there's there's Harden who has continuously been knocked on his butt while going to the rim. We saw James Harden get scraped across the face by Draymond Green. He was out of the game for about 11 to 12 minutes just trying to get his eyesight back. And when he came back, he just looked like exactly like he'd been scraped across the face. His eyes were bloodshot red. It looked like he had been crying for years about some girl who's not texting them back or whatever. (laughs) It just looked really crazy. But Golden State came out and, you know, they took advantage of Harden being out for a considerable amount of time during that game, trying to get his eyesight back. They took advantage of not being properly guarded at the three-point line. They let him fly as usual. The key here is for Golden State to just continue to be physical with Houston We've seen Harden complain about this is that he's not getting the calls that he usually would get uh, during the regular season. So he's not getting to the line. It's kind of throwing off his game. It's frustrating him. All he can do is kind of complain about it at this point. Durant has been a total, absolute, amazing player to watch in this series. Durant has reached my top players list, my top favorite players to watch list. He has just been unstoppable. I mean, how do you guard a guy who's seven feet tall, can just rise over the defense and hit a jumper from anywhere on the court? His athletic ability, his court awareness, his swagger at this point, I don't. I, he knows that no one can guard him. He's constantly being like, yo, you know who I am? You know what I mean? So at this point, everyone knows who he is. And I don't know how, like, if you're, if you're Houston, you're not throwing everyone you can at Durant at this point. He's just having his way. He's averaging 30-plus points in the playoffs. If you see that, you gotta those numbers stick out, and you got to do something about that. Not only has Durant been performing, giving a masterpiece performance on offense, he's completely dominant on the defensive end. He's taken charges throughout this series. He's blocked shots. Especially on Harden, took a charge on Harden. He got a a block shot on Harden. And, you know, those things are crucial. Those are things that, you know, you don't really expect to really see 
in the stat sheets like that. It doesn't really jump out at you. But when you're taking charges and you're you're getting blocks, those are mental plays. Those are ways you can affect your opponent. If you're taking the charge, they're gonna think twice about coming into the in the paint in the way, especially that Harden does reckless abandon. So while I'm talking about Kevin Durant and someone that I continue to fantasize over joining the Knicks, and I uh, I think this is a guy that he's kind of at his prime. He's at a good age. He's he hasn't had any major injuries. I think if he leaves Golden State and he comes to the Knicks, it would be an instant savior for the team. I do think he can put you in a position where you're you're going to win. You're going to instill confidence in your your teammates. And, you know, he's a champion at this point. I know that a lot of people are speculating or not speculating, but rather saying that, oh, he, you know, jumped squads and got chips on a team that was already stacked. But he's been the best player on this team, especially throughout this playoff so far. So you can't discredit him for that. One thing I think does need to be addressed is the way that James Harden has been complaining about his fouls not being called. Harden got fined $25,000 for calling um, official Scott Foster rude and arrogant following a, a loss to the Lakers back in February. Now, you know, you got Chris Paul, who's who was ejected, you know, after game one. You can't be complaining about calls and your team is losing and then you get ejected and it's just not it's not going to help. So I say that to say this Harden has to, you know, when you look back at his his history, you know, with officiating, you know, from earlier in the, in the season till now, it's definitely been an issue for him. And he's been outspoken about it. But at this point, he's got to he's got to shut up and just play basketball. So. I'm going to go ahead and pick Golden State for this series. I expect him to go up another game and just completely, I don't think they're going to sweep, but I do think Golden State is is the winner here. Now, shifting gears to Portland and Denver, I am not excited about this series at all. I expect Portland to really just deliver their best performances against Denver. Lillard just has to continue to to remember who he is. He's got ice in his veins. It's it's Dame time, all that stuff, whatever. He's got to continue to to be who he is. Can't let Denver's defense kind of knock him off. McCollum has to step up as well. They have to essentially play the way they were playing OKC. I believe Portland to be the better team with the better talent. Denver, I'm not a believer in Denver. It's just not, it's not there for me. I don't think that they have enough talent to get to the final round. They get to the final round, I'll be super surprised. I don't want to see them get to the final round at all. So my pick for the two teams in the Western Conference Finals at this point would be Golden State versus Portland. I hope Portland does not disappoint me. Shifting gears to the East, Milwaukee and Boston is another one of my favorite matchups because Giannis and Kyrie Irving are two of the best players in the playoffs right now, outside of Kevin Durant, who I believe is the best player in the playoffs overall. Now, Milwaukee continues to to get their shooters involved. Middleton was, was draining shots the last game. If Brogdon comes back, 
he's going to be hitting his shots. He's going to be creating um, problems for the defense. On the flip side, you look at Boston. They look like they look like Boston is supposed to look like when they have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving at their healthiest. So I expect this series to go pretty deep. I expect it, I'm going to say six or seven. I love the way Kyrie is playing. He's being aggressive. He's, he's picking his shots on the floor, his spots. He's picking his spots on the floor. Giannis, on the other hand, he's just everywhere. He's getting these easy baskets at the rim. I don't think there's much that can be done about that. I don't think there's anyone on Boston that can remotely guard Giannis. So I think once he gets in the paint, they're going to have to kind of collapse on him and figure that out. Another one of my least favorite series, Philly versus Toronto. These are two teams that I do not have any faith in. I don't. I've never liked Philadelphia. I'm not a Jimmy Butler fan. I'm not a Joel Embiid fan. I think he's too distracted by like outside things. And he's just weird to me sometimes. But I am going to go with Toronto here just because they they have Kawhi Leonard, um, who's a bona fide all-star, superstar, whatever you want to call it. He's He's a stud. He's he's backed by shooters. Um, another guy who I don't have complete faith in is Kyle Lowry, but he's he's been playing decent. So I do expect Toronto to to close this series out. It is tied one one right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna go six. These teams seem to be figuring each other out after the two games. We're gonna see where this goes and and how Joel Embiid and, and Jimmy Butler and, and his cast of uh, rambunctious players. I mean, this don't get me started on the roster. I'm not even going to get into that, but you've got a lot of shooters here. You've got a lot of guys that are scrappy. Honestly, they should be a better team on paper. They're a great team, but um, like I said, I'm not a believer. I don't think they're going to make it out of this series. And I'm going to go with... Um, Boston versus Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. One of my favorite all-time Knicks, Carmelo Anthony, has not ruled out completely the possibility of returning to Madison Square Garden and playing for the Knickerbockers. Now, over the weekend, it was reported that Anthony would consider re-signing with the Knicks if KD lands New York over the summer. Now, if you remember, the Knicks got Melo back in 2011. He put up, in his six years with the franchise, 10,186 points, making him New York's seventh highest scorer of all time. Okay, well, that's enough bigging up Melo, but I think this is interesting because, you know, Melo's, Melo's 34 now, and, you know, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be on the bench. He should be out playing. And he told SNY during the interview that I have to see what's going on when he was asked if he'd sign with the Knicks if they land KD. He said, you're asking the wrong person. You know, for me, that kind of, as a Knicks fan, gets me super excited. And, you know, anything can happen in this uh, in this league. And Melo definitely didn't sever ties to the Knicks. If anything, the Knicks kind of severed ties with him. So if he's forgiving enough to come back, I'd welcome back with open arms. That's a wrap. That's another episode of Four Quarters Podcast. You can follow me at Drew Goes In on Instagram. Again, that's at Drew Goes In. You can follow Cesspool Network on IG as well, at Cesspool Network. 
And over the weekend, we do recaps of the shows throughout the week. So definitely stay tuned for that on our IG page as well. Peace.